This is The Guardian. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. Guys, Naomi Campbell and Pretty Little Thing. Is there any hope for sustainable fashion? The white models, when they've done fast fashion, they were praised. It's not clothing! It's violence! It's not clothing! It's violence! It's not clothing! Today's haul is going to be from boohoo.com. Can I get a whoop whoop? You're listening to Pop Culture with me, Shantae Joseph, for The Guardian. London Fashion Week starts tomorrow and girlies, I cannot wait to see the looks. But there is something distracting me from it all. And I know that you've seen it too. It is that cursed collaboration between fast fashion retailer Pretty Little Thing and supermodel Naomi Campbell. How on earth did one of our greats end up working with a fast fashion brand? And what message does that send about sustainability in the industry? Now, I may be a fashion girl, but I do not have all the answers. So I've been speaking to the people who do. So I basically saw Coach, Helmut Lang and Ralph Lauren. Um, and there was a couple of others that I wanted to go to, but between like things starting late and the traffic, yeah. you just like miss it. Chloe McDonnell is the Guardian's Deputy Fashion and Lifestyle Editor and was at New York Fashion Week. Naomi Campbell launched the PLT collection at the start of New York Fashion Week. Can you tell us a bit about the show? Did they love it? Did they hate it? I mean, it had all the hallmarks of a usual runway show. It was held at a really nice venue. There was lots of celebrities. So Julia Fox and Emily Ratajkowski sat front row. Uh, Naomi actually walked in the show herself. Interestingly, like not a lot of, um, you know, fashion journalists and fashion critics were there to cover it, it was mainly celebrities and influencers that pretty little thing work with. The collection I want the message to be is that it's inclusive, it's worldwide, and I feel that it's the beginning. Things will change, they will get there. You know, bringing in Victor and Edwin is the start to a new way, a new journey of change. The sustainability will come. I think it's interesting that she chose to work with a fast fashion brand when so many other celebrities 
are choosing to align themselves with brands that um, have stronger values, especially when it comes to sustainability. With regards to being criticised, other influencers and celebrities that have worked with fast fashion brands have been criticised. Boohoo.com is the parent company of Pretty Little Thing, and they have worked with lots of other celebrities and influencers. Courtney Kardashian was named as a sustainability advisor, and she has come under lots of criticism for that role as well. Maisie Williams, the Game of Thrones actress, has worked with H&M as a sustainability ambassador, and she has been called out for it. And when Molly May Haig staged her own fashion show for A Pretty Little Thing in London last year, there was protests um, outside. You have the power to take a stand against this brand, and we need all of you. Criticising her and also criticising Boohoo. About their resale platform. This is just greenwashing. Yeah, so Fashion Week. So I used to go all the time because I was obliged to. I had to go because I had celebrity clients when I used to do celebrity styling. Emma Slade Edmondson is a sustainability advocate and consultant and has worked in the fashion industry for years, including many Fashion Weeks. The just onslaught of newness and like collection after collection. And also the attitude around it is really not the attitude that I subscribe to and again that's all part of this idea of like overproduction for over to encourage overconsumption. yeah and it's a model that isn't built for slowing down and pairing back naomi campbell was the first black woman to grace the covers of time and vogue france she's an icon one of the biggest supermodels of her generation it was a surprise for me to see her do this collab so i wanted to know if emma felt the same You know, we already know she's no angel. This is no surprise, let's be honest. But still, you know, somebody who you grow up with and who you look to and who you hold in high esteem as someone who's kind of led the way in some way for you, it's disappointing. And Mm. I think that's why, you know, it's, you know, it's it's personal. And I didn't think I was going to say that, but I think that's maybe that's what it is. The criticism of Naomi Campbell has been loud. And although she tried to pin it on racism... Emma doesn't feel like that excuse can be used when talking about fast fashion. Ultimately, fast fashion is inextricably linked to exploitation and exploitation of black and brown women in the global south. Mm. You can't really in the same breath claim to be an advocate for Africa, claim to be an advocate for women and be supporting fast fashion. The two things are diametrically opposed. Mm. Um, If you know anything about fashion in general, we, we can't say that Naomi doesn't, doesn't know that. I think that's where the issue lies. Okay, so Naomi Campbell's association with Pretty Little Thing tells us that fast fashion is unfortunately no small part of the industry. But let's just dream for a second. What does a fashion industry that does sustainability well look like? So for me, it's paying people a living wage. It's either using dead stock fabric, which is fabric that other brands, you know, they'll have 300 meters and they're too big to use that in a collection. I can use that and make about 30 dresses in a quick drop. Ngoni Chikwinengere is the founder of an emerging sustainable label called We Are Kin. So dead stock fabrics, natural fabrics. And then it's just also about giving back in a way, like to the people around us. So making sure that women who wear our clothes feel good in them. So we do size six to 26. We can do custom as well. 
And it's really kind of thought through every part of the process is what does this mean for people and the planet? Here's Emma Slade Edmondson. So this is not fast fashion, this is Mm. slow fashion. Mm. If we take the time to do the research, to really understand and to be prepared to consume or enjoy in a different way, so that means finding lots of different ways to attain fashion that don't necessarily mean the click of a button, that don't necessarily mean that we're going to have that thing tomorrow, that mean research, that mean exploring other ways, whether that be shopping secondhand and getting used to that process of it being slow and considered and enjoyable, like the act of actually finding or seeking Mm. being enjoyable, not just the act of wearing. Okay, I wore it once, I enjoyed it for a moment, it's done. Is being a sustainable fashion brand that hard? Our designer Ngoni says no. I would start off with actually the supply chain, the people making the clothes, like where do they sleep? How are they paid? What are those conditions like? Because the conditions aren't just hard working conditions, they lead to other things. So it's like, firstly, start off there. That would be my start off point. Go see everywhere, get the right people in, pay people the correct amount. Next up is looking at the suppliers of the fabrics, the threads, the zips, everything else. Sort that out. And then in terms of how often clothes are dropped, massively reduce that because we don't need new clothes coming out every week. It's not right. It's not sustainable. It's not good for the planet. And also just for people, it stops people being excited because it's like constantly, you know, there's always something else to go on about. So slow down the drops. And I think those three things would have a massive impact. And then there'll be less clothes ending up, you know, in Ghana, in Kandamato market, um, creating waste in third world countries. Let's take a minute, and while you're away, if you love pop culture, then give us a review and share with all of your fashion hands. I'll see you in a sec, and don't be fashionably late. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com ACAST. Welcome back, my thrifty friends. So what exactly has the impact of fast fashion been on the industry and our shopping habits? Here's Emma Slade Edmondson again. For a long time now, I think we've had the proliferation of choice and it feels like, you know, we can kind of have whatever we want and enjoy it and so on. And like, I get that, but I think it's really important to know how. Mm. and why those things are available to you and then make your decisions based on that I think we're constantly being told we deserve it and Mm. we should have it it's available to us and I think that 
that's where, yeah, that's where there's like this addiction and people just keep coming back to it. And when it comes to fast fashion, it really is that. It's a quick, it's, it feels like a quick fix for people. It's really about decoupling your sense of self and your sense of worth with that newness mm. and that addiction to the newness. Here's Chloe McDonald. I think fashion has got a huge uh, responsibility. I think I was reading that uh, it contributes like 10% of carbon emissions. So across fashion, people are really focused on sustainability. But I think also that word has just become so overused. Mm. So when I speak to a lot of designers, they say that they prefer the word responsible. That's a word that has much more meaning to it. They want to know like who is making the clothes. Mm. They want to be able to trace the supply chains, things like that. So lots of big luxury fashion houses have now appointed um, sustainability advisors or they have people in-house that they work with but I mean it's such a complicated part of the industry you know people will say oh we try and source organic cotton but then because the supply chain is so confusing mm. and there's so much corruption that goes along in the supply chain that it's actually really hard to prove or to find materials like that. I think that's where the most exciting changes that are happening are often from the young and emerging designers. Mm. Because when you're an emerging designer, you often have to just work with what you have. You don't have a lot of money. Mm. So we're seeing lots of exciting developments, especially in London, from designers who are using materials that are already existing or using dead stock or they are inheriting uh, materials from other larger brands. Yeah. And we even spoke to a designer as well. And she kind of spoke about the fact that like, yes, she's being sustainable. Yes, she's got this great practice. But one thing that her and a lot of up and coming designers are noticing is that some of these fast fashion brands will pinch their designs, pinch their styles. And, you know, a lot of the time they may not have like the social following or the money to pay for the legal power necessary to kind of, you know, get compensation for having their work stolen. So it's like, this is something that happens a lot. What can be done about it? Yeah, it's appalling. We actually ran a story recently about Sheen, mm. who were notorious for for that type of behavior. Um, I guess the only good thing nowadays is that due to the power of social media, they can often call out the brand yes. and they can really highlight like what has happened and they can put a picture of their design next to a picture of the fast fashion brand that they are accusing of ripping that design. I honestly feel like fashion needs legislation. I talk about this all the time because it's unruly. It's like the Wild West and it's like, you know, dealing with cartels with some of these brands. Someone else copied me a while ago. It was a whole thing. But for the people, friends I have who've been copied by these brands, it hurts on a personal level. On a business level, it also hurts because people will look at, you know, a £15 top with the same print and think, well, why are you charging so much? But it's because they're, they're paying people the right wages and they've sat there and actually created it, paid the person who created that print. And then they've just gone and ripped it off. It's not just about fast fashion copying items from up and coming designers. But Ngoni also sees the quality of high end labels being affected by its dominance. I think that their practices have changed over time just because consumers don't expect the kind of quality they used to. That's true of fast fashion. That's also true of designer fashion because, you know, we all have 
parents or grandparents who maybe have bought something designer and 40 years on it's that trench coat is still beautiful and perfect you buy the same one from the same brand high end or you know a high street label and within a year it's looking completely different because we no longer demand the same level of quality and businesses will always get away with what they can and so as consumers it's also it's on us to demand better fast fashion has impacted luxury fashion as well It really doesn't feel like the industry takes sustainability as seriously as it could. The world is literally on fire. So what else will it take? Is there hope for the future? When I was growing up, you know, you'd you'd go to Topshop with your friends and, you know, do a massive like shopping haul. That was something that was aspirational. Yeah. Nowadays, they love to go secondhand shopping. Mm. That trend is like influenced uh, from America where thrifting is such a thing. You know, where I live in East London, any weekend you'll find lots of teenagers in the secondhand shops, charity shops, you know, rummaging, seeing what they can get. They're coming at it from that mindset. I mean, obviously, there's always going to be people that want fast fashion that are going to shop at fast fashion brands. Some Gen Z consumers are going to luxury brands. They do want to buy something that's new, but they want to know that what they're buying is made in a responsible way mm. or that that piece that they're buying, they're going to have for, you know, another 50 years at Coach has managed to capture the attention of Gen Z. They've done that through many different ways. They've appointed um, ambassadors that resonate with them. So Selena Gomez, Little Nas X, they're all uh, ambassadors of the brand. But also they are really clever in thinking about what do Gen Z want. So the mm. leather that actually was on the runway was upcycled or made from dead stock materials. So they are going around their factory floors, finding scraps of leather and turning that into a beautiful leather jacket or a beautiful leather skirt. Stella McCartney backstage at her show said that every time you eat an apple, you're basically eating a handbag because she has created these bags made from the waste of apple skins. Oh my god! So there's lots of like really innovative products that are happening. But at the same time, there's still a lot of leather wastage around. I guess beyond just these companies, what else needs to happen to make fashion more sustainable? I think um, it's unfair to expect the consumer to be the one to, to make the big change. I mean, these are corporations with millions and millions of pounds, fast fashion brands that are producing up to 100 garments, not even producing 100 garments a day. They're uploading images of 100 garments per day. Mm. Their workers are paid unfairly. That's been highly documented. There's definitely policies and legislation that needs to be implemented to stop things like that. I mean, from a kind of fashion insidery perspective, Copenhagen Fashion Week has implemented guidelines for all its designers that want to take part. They have to adhere to certain rules around lots of different areas, but sustainability is a key part of that in order for them to be able to show on that runway. So it's kind of starting at like, the grassroots level and and working up. But it, I think it definitely, there has to be more pressure on the brands and the, the parent companies rather than on the consumer. So what do you see in the future of high-end fashion and sustainability? I think the next generation of consumers, uh, which is Gen Z, they have a totally different mindset to other generations when it comes to sustainability. For them, it's more of an ethical and a moral issue. And 54% are open to spending an extra 10% for a more sustainable product. So I think companies 
are really going to hone in on them and try and cater to that. What luxury means to a Gen Z customer is uh, very different to what it means to like an older customer. I love buying really good quality clothes and I don't always buy it straight from the store. I tend to buy a lot from resellers or from secondhand stores. I feel like I got my sustainable awakening during the pandemic when lots of news outlets were reporting on the working conditions of women in these fast fashion factories. What surprised me from today's episode was learning about the way that even the high-end, supposedly high-quality brands are also being affected by fast fashion. Thanks for listening, my fashionable friends. Before I let you go, I will be on stage at the London Podcast Festival on Sunday, the 17th of September with Paul C. Brunson for a very special interview. If you want to find love, you better come and see us. Plus, there is a special giveaway at the show. So get your tickets in person or go to kingsplace.co.uk forward slash pop culture. This week's episode was produced by Hattie Moya, sound designed by Mao Lissetto, original music by Axel Kakute, and the executive producer is Maz Ebtaj. See you next Thursday. This is The Guardian. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.